Lasik has to bat it backwards into the hands of Tavanga. No one wants it here, Kempe. Look at them. The Warriors just look deflated. No one wanted that ball, and it's stripped by Nathan Cleary. And, well, that's pretty symbolic of how this match has gone as the clock winds down. Nathan Cleary stripping it away, and he's playing it very, very slowly with five seconds left on the clock. No one really cares. They just want the game to finish. No, referee Adam G says, no, you must play the ball. Then Dylan Edwards will crawl on the ground like a caterpillar. And referee Adam G will blow the whistle as the hooter sounds. And unfortunately for the Warriors, that mountain just a little too high to climb here in Penrith. 32 points to six. The scoreboard will read in favour of Penrith. The Warriors will be forced to play a do-or-die finals match next week back home here in Auckland. And the Panthers will move on once again to the prelim final in two weeks' time, Kempi. Well, disappointing, isn't it, Sammy? I've just got, to, I've got one thing to say. When you go to the semi-finals, you need to pick your energy levels up and you need to compete for 80 minutes at those high levels that finals football is all about if you want to get anywhere near the grand final. And for me, the Warriors, they just didn't match any of that today. Even though they lost Sean Johnson, I just thought Penrith in the first half, they put it to bed, and in the second half, they got through it because they knew there were bigger games to come. But the Warriors coming home, they need to regroup. They need to go into this next game. I'm, I'm picking Newcastle, I'm picking my team with a hell of a lot more energy than that. And especially, man, I hope we've got a good physio. Sean Johnson, mate. <laughs> He's got to be yeah, happy. Get, get, I said, I said um, on Twitter a couple of days ago, get him to Fiji, to Waisaki, in a Hollows Village. Get those, uh, get those leaves on him. And let's get him back to health for, for next Friday or next Saturday. You can text through on double eight double three. We'd love to get your thoughts on the match. You can call on 0800 150 811. Uh, but let's get our Bill People Player of the Day. Thanks to Bill People out of the way. Kempe, uh, who are you giving your three points to this afternoon? Look, I thought the 13 was absolutely outstanding for, for Penrith. Isaiah Yao, he was cutting it up with uh, Tua Harris in that first half. But in the second half, he just continually uh, delivered through that second half, taking the ball forward, especially defensively, even though his team had dropped off through the gears into second, he played a big part, especially in releasing those halves throughout the whole 80 minutes to put them in those scoring positions. So he picks up my three points. That's our Bill People player of the day, Bill People in New Zealand's top talent recruiter. What about our Grain Corp quality moment? Kempi, Grain Corp feeds your trusted partner for quality dairy feed options. Well, I think I think the quality moment comes down to uh, Nathan Cleary, just the way that he got up off the ground when you saw him, he lost the boot. And he's gone through to the middle of the park at a critical part of the game. And he's done this a number of times, Sammy, where he's been tackled. They've been told to tackle and put him on the ground. And he's beaten the defenders up off the ground and gone straight back in the first receiver and thrown that cutout pass to Liam Martin that's caught out both uh, Dylan Walker and uh, Adam Pompey down on that left edge. That left edge needs to fix up their defence, mate. Yep. I'm telling you right now, edges next week are going to be critical if they're going to go through to the round after that. Someone said, uh, could that be the first try score, uh, try assist uh, without a boot on uh, from Nathan Cleary? I'm sure it might have happened before, Kempe, but that was our Grain Corp quality moment. Uh, right, let's go to the key matchups and uh, find out who took charge. Thanks to MGHS, the more you've been looking for, starting with matchup number one, Adam Fanua Blake up against Moses Liotta. Well, he might have got him in the first half, Adam Fanua Blake, but Moses Liotta came back out in the second half, played big minutes and did a number on his uh, opposing player, Adam Fanua Blake. So I'm going to give that to Moses Liotta. I think that both him and Fisher-Harris did exactly what, they, what we knew they would and play out the game um, for long periods of time and really set the tone for Nathan Cleary. you got to say, too, that Nathan Cleary sat back in the second half there and just let the forwards get their job done. So Moses Liotta gets that one against Adam Fanua Blake. Uh, 
Yeah, Isaiah Yo, Tor Harris. I mean, you gave you three points to Isaiah Yo, yeah, so Isaiah, I imagine he Isaiah, got the... Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to say that Tory Harris is the best player on the park for the Warriors. He tried tirelessly for 80 minutes, both defensively and even offensively. He was probably our, our biggest attacking we- weapon, sending Mitch uh, Barnett through in that first half and continually trying with those short that short passing game. But... Him alone, mate, can't do it. And uh, although he tried his hardest there, I just thought on the other side, and this is where we need to be good, is Isaiah Yell is back to his best form going into that uh, that preliminary semi-final. The last one, and Tamati Martin up against Nathan Cleary. Well, it's a it's a no-brainer. Unfortunately for Tamati Martin, that number seven jersey, with no uh, form behind him, just was it just, the, um, like you said, a mountain too far uh, to climb. Him and D- Dylan Walker, although they tried very hard, just not in field position uh, all night. And you've got to put it down to Nathan Cleary's kick game in that first half, the errors from the Warriors and, and then Penrith capitalising it, it's all Nathan Cleary, he gets that one hands down. Right and then uh, let's get to our UD Trucks toughest of the day, thanks to UD Trucks, your premium everyday truck that'll go the extra mile, who put their uh, the heart out there today and really made a difference for well, their team? Well personally I think that the, the, the bloke that played the toughest out there today and he had to continue to run those short ball lines off Nathan Cleary um, was Liam Martin. I think Liam Martin, he scores one, but he gets stopped half a dozen times just running those tough lines, carrying that ball and yardage, but offensively, especially when they're in good ball, continually just going through that, that motion of, oh, I've got to run this line so Nathan can either go behind me or hit me. And 90% of the time, he's hit, he's hit him. He's got up, he's got a busted eye, he's got tape all around him. His defence was very good on the kick chase down that right edge. Um, and I just thought he had a really tough game today. Liam Martin gets that there you go, our toughest of the day. Thanks to UD Trucks. You can text through your thoughts on double eight double three. Got a couple coming in here, but we'd love to hear from you if you have been uh, following us this evening. Let us know how you saw the game. You can jump on the phone line as well. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We will try and bring the post match pre- press conferences from uh, both Andrew Webster and Ivan Cleary. So stay tuned for those as well. We might have some injury updates too from Andrew Webster. We'll take a break here on Warriors Live. Thanks to One New Zealand and our car wheels at Transpex. Specs with our post game show after this. Welcome back into Warriors Live here on SNZ. Thanks to One New Zealand and our car wheels at Transpex. Uh, I think we've got a caller on the line on uh, 0800 150 811. Uh, John, good day, mate. Hey, boys. Hey, hey, hey um, John, how you going, mate? Oh, well, not too bad, but it's, it's, I know pressure relying on Sean Johnson, but Warriors just a one-trick pony. I think, mm. like, I don't know, it's... Well, he tried to convince cool. us. He tried to convince us earlier, uh, John. If you remember, where he said, "You know, we're we're more than just one player." And then he came out at halftime, apparently, and said that they just did things that they weren't practicing for. But I think you know, the question when you say, "Is he a one-trick pony?" I think what was really missing tonight was that guy that actually steers a team around the pitch and gets behind. Um, that team and puts them in field position so that they can score tries. They just looked like they were out of out of shape and out of ideas. Is that how you saw it? Yeah, I said it's a, it's a producer. After ten minutes, I knew the game was up. It wasn't just the, I don't know the boys just didn't. Um, it's like they weren't out of the traps, really. Well, I thought in the first twenty, I thought in the first twenty minutes that they'd hung in there quite well. You know, going in at six nil, yeah. twenty minutes gone. I thought the energy was really good, and then all of a sudden, Nathan Cleary gets a few. Um, runs on the board and sets a few players through. And then, mm. you know, even in the second half, look, one of the things I just said at the end of the game, and I don't know how you saw it at home, but do you think that after watching last night's game, the speed of the game was actually a, lot, a hell of a lot slower? Oh, oh, well, that jumped out as well. It was the tempo of the Penrith. Oh, like, 
the speed of the uh, the difference when you're top four or five is daylight, like this tempo. When you play the the step up is is, is massive. You can mm. see it there. And trying and try, try to keep that going for a period of time is tough on the lungs. Now, yeah. now, John, John, do you reckon uh, it's probably well? You know, as, as per the uh, the favourites, it's probably going to be Newcastle next Friday night for the Warriors. Are you confident that they can bounce back and, and get a win next week? Oh, hopefully, hopefully, boys, the home crowd and hopefully they'll shake the shake the place up and get like yeah. Hopefully they'll and then Sean will, will surely be back. Well, yeah, and well, home advantage. Hopefully, yeah. What, what, what yeah. changes it's would you make? John, you it's know, do like, or die, really. yeah, it is do or die. But what changes would you make? And, and let's just say that Sean isn't there. Would you keep the same halves, or would you bring back young Volkman? Well, you have to try to keep kitchen sink into it now because it's, it's 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 yeah. You have to try you have to try something really because it, yeah, it's do or die now. Mm. Well, yeah, appreciate, appreciate you call, bye, John. Bye. All right, good. Thanks for calling in. 0800 if you do want to jump aboard and have your say. Lots of texts coming in here on double eight double three. Let's get through a couple of them. Kempi one says, uh, change to the centres next year. Seriously lacking in defence and have gotten progressively worse over the last few weeks against lower eight sides. Really lacking X-Factor 2 without SJ. So RTS and Chanel will be great additions. Yeah, I, look, I know that Roger Tuivasa-Shek and Chanel, both good defenders. Um, Roger... Well, yet to defend in the centres um, at NRL level. Played plenty of wing uh, for Sydney City Roosters there, so yet to be seen whether or not he could make that much of a difference. Um, but yeah, look, the edges are really struggling defensively, and when you're getting up against players that have been there at the semi-final level, as, as Penrith have, and, and probably the best at it, they're going to challenge you. They're going to challenge you at some stage of the night, and I think on both sides, I know they're going on about the, the left edge, but on the right side it was very sh- um, shaky as well. Down that down that side, and Pompey got you know when you think about it, he was up against the back row and Luke Garner that came in um, late for Tyrone Peach, who moved to the bench to cover that hooking position. Oh, I, I thought Luke Garner outplayed him, you know. And you're and you're talking about a a, a bench player that plays normally in the back row mm. or, or in the middle of the park. So it's a little bit of a worry. Um, I know that you know Newcastle if they do get the job done against Canberra, they, they normally go to the edges, especially that left edge, because Ponga likes that, that shape, that pass, that right to left, um, and can move very quickly through one or two players. And you saw tonight late, Sammy, when Nathan Cleary went across those players, he went through across three defenders before he found Pompey and went went past them. Um, mate, if you think, you think Nathan Cleary's fast enough to do that, well, you can. I'll tell you what. You better get on your toes because you've got that. The, probably one of the fastest alongside Reese Walsh and Caelan Ponga coming here, who's in fine form. What about uh, this text from Kim on double eight double three? Is bringing back a young Ali Latoa or Ed Cossey an option, Kempi, for a point of difference, or to, uh, or is it too late to make those sorts of changes? Yeah, it is. Too, it is too late, and and he isn't going to make those changes. I can guarantee you that. Um, Webby's going to stick with what he's what he he knows and what he's got through this year, and he and he. I guess what this is a shot in the arm to say that you know losing Sean Johnson and trying to get your team to think that they're going to go out there and get the job done without Sean Johnson is a real um, shot across the bow. He, he is a very big loss given that we know that he's been probably the best player on the football field. Well, he's picked up every award going around at the moment and, and talk about Dally M coming his way. So losing that type of player um, who's in that type of form for this game is a, is a big challenge. You, you can't continually change and make those changes going to the semi-final. You've got to rely on those blokes that got you there. And uh, hopefully Sean comes back next week. Hopefully it's not too bad and he does get to play. 
Um, but, mate, they've got a mountain to climb again next week if he isn't in the side. Another um, part of that text says, uh, I think Charnes is, ex- uh, Charnes is uh, exerting too much on energy on hit-ups. Understand somebody got to do it, but damn, he, he is getting bashed taking those hit-ups. Yeah, well, he is, and he, he generally ca- takes the the first one up because he's catching the ball when the kick's gone downtown and he's taking the last because he, he's working on a, on a quick play the ball and the and the front rowers are trying to get into their kick shape through the middle of the park so um, yeah, he's been very good for us this year you know, you know the the difference for me tonight was and was glaring was just the pace of the game I thought the pace of the game wasn't semi-final football no. I thought Penrith were going through the motions it was just like another round robin which is really scary because when you're only playing at that level Penrith have another three or four gears to go through um, and and of course they've used up no energy to go into that prelim, preliminary main final which is in two weeks time so I feel sorry for the team that has to go and play them when they're going to be as fresh as daisies because they didn't get challenged tonight mm. um, and on the other side of the coin here the Warriors if they go next week with that type of um, effort up against a team that's really playing some good football at the moment going for 10 in a row uh, tomorrow against Canberra and will be coming to New Zealand to try and uh, make it through to that uh, final against the Brisbane Broncos mate they got they got they'll have their work cut out for them so they'll they'll see that they'll see that they'll feel that you know they'll they'll know that they haven't used a lot of energy throughout that game they haven't played the best football probably one of the the most average games of football we've seen from the Warriors this year but again they haven't had their halfback they've lost uh, you know um a number of players, you know, coming in and out of the side. They haven't got the football under their belt at the moment. Tomorrow, Martin Jazz Tavagi got Dylan Walkie, and Lou, you lose that punch off the bench, Sammy. And and I just think too many changes and too big a too big a mountain to climb tonight. Another one in here from uh, Snug Bunny says it's been a great call, guys. Thank you. We ha- worked hard to make space in order to join you tonight. So cheers onwards and upwards. It's great to have you listening. Really do appreciate all the uh, texts as well coming in on double eight double three. Great to have you listening. You can call. 0800-150-811 if you want to have your say uh, on the phone line. A little bit of breaking news for you as well. Ethan Blackett has been added to the uh, Rugby World Cup squad. Kempi, so he'll be flying over uh, to France ASAP. Um, now, it's probably going to be the Knights next um, Sunday, Kempi. Um, do you think the Warriors did miss not playing those top eight teams in the back end of the season. They were playing bottom eight sides. They weren't playing their best football, but they were playing bottom eight sides. Do you think that is potentially going to come back and bite them after obviously the loss tonight, but if they come up against a fly, uh, flying, flying high Newcastle Knights team next week? Yeah, look, I think I think that's got something to do with it. I think, you know, when you're coming up against the Brisbane's, the Melbournes and the Penrith, um, you know, there is a, a, def- a definite difference in pace of the game, Sammy, uh, especially as if you have a look at that side, Melbourne and had Penrith that have consistently been through the eights and know how to get the job done. Um, look, I just I just don't don't think they really were ready for semi-final football. I, like, if you're ready for semi-final football, then your effort is for 80 minutes, you know, and it, and and I don't think the effort across the board when you've, when you've got players that, you know, there was a stat that came up tonight, I think it was 23 missed tackles to four at one stage. Um, when you're looking at your field position, like the energy to get out of your own half and, and get behind your kick chase and get your kick chase in your first three tackles just wasn't there. And, and I think when they review the tape, they'll look at that and go, well, we all know that we could put in a, a, a hell of a lot more of an effort. So um, I'm picking that it's going to be Newcastle next week. I just think that Canberra losing Popoli um, and also Chris and, and having to move around a few players just doesn't help Canberra at the moment, uh, especially while Newcastle's on a roll. 
Um, I think that the Knights are coming here, mate. Their energy is going to be totally different. And the Warriors, they need to match that for 80 minutes um, if they to get the job done and go through to the next part. The uh, Sharks-Roosters game is on in around about an hour and a half's time from Shark Park in Sydney. So the winner of that game will go on to face the Brisbane Broncos. Um, sorry, no, the winner of that game will go on to play the Storm uh, after they lost to the Broncos, and the winner of the Knights-Raiders uh, game goes to play the Warriors next week. Uh, some more texts that have come in on double eight double three. I would bring Volkman back for next week and his kicking an X factor. He would have at least tried today to make something happen especially since the system wasn't working and the lack of communication and trust. Yeah well defensively you'd have to say that there's a little bit of trust um, issue there because the insides and the, and the outsides weren't working together and that was shown really late with Penrith Sam when uh, the Warriors had a couple of shots at their try line and they just stuck together and, and pushed them over the sideline on both sides of the football field. So, you know, when when Dallin tried to go over one side, they got pushed out the sideline. And exactly the same happened with Montoya on the other side of the football pitch. So they're working together, seeing it too easy and pushing them out. Um, Ronald Volkman getting back into the side. Now, Ronald Volkman's a halfback. He's a designated halfback. He's been playing in that position all year. And in the Warriors tonight, you've got... Tomorrow Martin has been out for eight weeks. He's played two games of football. He, he didn't play that well last week in his first game back, which was, you know, they rested a heap of players. They get they get done in that last game against the Dolphins. They get done again against Penrith. So you consider, can he, can he get it done for me against Newcastle next week? And the other thing with Dylan Walker is that when you move Dylan Walker off the bench, you've, you actually lose what's worked for you all year. And we spoke about that this week. You know, Dylan Walker going onto the bench, coming off and, and, and changing up that energy. I thought at 20 minutes that the, they were well in the game. Now, you bring Dylan Walker uh, Dylan Walker back onto the game at 20-minute mark, he lifts the energy levels and starts to play through that middle of the ruck, challenging their forwards who are Tyrene and Fisher-Harris and Leota, and they possibly get something out of it. Jazz Tavaga tucked it out under his arm, got tackled all night. I think he got one, one offload. Lussett came on with, with three or four minutes to go. It's, well... I'm just going to say that's just a wa- absolute waste of time. Bailey Surinan didn't offer up a hell of a lot. And Josh Curran, apart from the pass that went out to Rocco Berry when they found that outside Dallin Watini Zelesnak back in, inside the Egan, was was the only offensive break that they made the whole of the, whole of the game, I'd say. So, mm. um, you know, there's, there's, I guess, some, some thought for Volkman, especially if Johnson doesn't play. I think, I think you've got to move Dylan Walker back to the bench and you've got to start with Volkman at halfback. Simon says, I think it shows t- uh, Tamari Martin suffering from a lack of on time of time on the field. More than a few times where SJ would have put our forwards through and he either pushed it out or went himself punished for the lack of time on the field, which isn't really... They, they didn't really have much of an option, Kempi, to be honest. You've got, you've got to bear in mind as well just what the, the Warriors have dealt with injury-wise in 2023. They've had guys out for long ex- extended periods of time and the ones that have come back are basically coming back into finals football a la Tamaiti Martin. So it hasn't been the easiest... Uh, pieces, you know, puzzle for for uh, Andrew Webster to juggle, and it's just un- it's the unfortunate reality of the situation. Yeah, look, I, I think you know the TV doesn't really do a good enough analysis for people to watch uh, who are watching to understand field position. Now, if you go back and you map out where the players got tackled, where they received their kick chase, where their first three tackles got uh, got to them and where they were kicking the ball from, you'd have to say 70 to 80% of the time the Warriors are kicking from their own 40-metre line. Like they're just, they're just not in a field position to attack. 
And then you then you add on top of that Dylan Walker and Tamari Martin when they do get a chance to attack that. Well, they've had no chance to do that all year. They've mm. never played against the regular season team until they get to the premiers and they go, well, man, we've got to turn on the game. Um, and unfortunately, they, they just can't do it up against a team that, that's been been there and won the last two grand finals. So, you know, you give them a little bit of grace there. It's about what happens next week. Now, if you see that not happening this week, do you think it's going to happen next week? Mm. Well, possibly not. You know, you've, you've, you've still got the same middle forwards going forward. Um, you've still got the same blokes in and around getting you into those positions. It's about whether or not that, that half pairing is the one that's going to get you over the try line. We're going to take a break here on Warriors Live. You can keep your texts coming through on double eight double three. You can jump on the phone line as well, 0800 if you do want to uh, jump aboard and have a conversation. We will try and bring you those press conferences, uh, Andrew Webster and Ivan Cleary as well, when they do come to us. But stick with us here on Warriors Live. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back into Warriors Live here on ECNZ. Lots of texts coming through uh, dissecting the Penrith Panthers win over the Warriors, 32 points to 6. The Warriors will be forced to play an elimination final next weekend uh, against either the Knights or the Raiders. Uh, head coach at the Panthers, Ivan Cleary, is uh, fronted the press conference, so we'll take that, uh, give you that now. Ivan, how impressive was that performance, particularly the first half? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a good, uh, good, good performance. Um, there's a few things there that uh, I'd like to improve on, but I thought we did throughout the game actually. So um, yeah, but we yeah definitely won field position and possession. Um, pretty patient with the ball, and I thought that yeah that, that was good. Um, yeah, so it's like a bit of a carnival out there today. I just think it was something special around the just around the whole community this week, like last game of the year here today. So it's good the boys were able to do the job for. So I'm not sure otherwise, you know, like, it's like he would play 100% he'd play 
yeah, we've got to work out whether he can play and function you know, in a game of that intensity. Uh, but so far, so good. You talk about significance of the week off. I mean, when you did have to go the long way around in 21, do you sort of notice the way the boys respond having to play that extra week? Like, to get Mary contrast the two, having to get his week off like a uh, it was a little bit different back then. Like we played at Townsville, so that was uh, yeah, not as homely as yeah. Um, I think it was pretty obvious today that you know we need, you know it was a really big carrot at the end of this game. Um, having been through it last year, like we kind of got the yeah, we've sort of we know the we know the road there. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going like to to only sort of spot the prelim final is a huge deal. Yeah. We're, Stoked. So, uh, as I said, the crowd did their job, you know, everyone turned out, it was just a really good feel, and I just saw the boys prepared as good as they have all year, so they don't need to be things. Terrific ball for Sunia Taruva on back and double finals for Paul as well. Yeah, man, like it's, man, just, I said this last week, he's just been awesome for a, for a rookie, like he's just, you know, he, he just aims up week in, week out, and today I just, can't remember him doing anything wrong, really. Um, and not just that, he's doing plenty of things right. So, yeah, very happy for him. Have you been a review of Well, I'd give it to him. Yeah. I don't think anyone would argue with him. Cheers, guys. There you go. Uh, the press conference from uh, Ivan Cleary and Isaiah Yo there as well. Um, gee, the, even there, Kimby, they sounded like they uh, they were in second gear and pretty relaxed. Okay, so he's gone. We've won the field position and possession um, in the game, so I'm really happy with that. And uh, and by the way, it's a carnival today, and and everyone brought their families along, and I'm really happy that the boys went out there and played well for them. Like seriously, seriously. Like I'd, I would play that back to the players and just show this is what they thought of your effort today. Yeah. They're more interested in talking about the people here that came to the carnival mm. than you blokes here and putting your effort out there. It's uh, look, they they did a number on the Warriors. I I just been talking to a friend and just saying, you know, like probably want they've left their worst performance to that game. It, it probably is a wake up call, mm-hmm. which is what they needed, and and they do seriously need one coming into the next game, especially if you, if you think about it. The winner of the next game has to travel to Brisbane. Yep. And yeah, play, that's a scary, play, that's a scary proposition. That's and a very scary proposition. And if you watched that game last night, the Broncos were playing that game again in, in 10th gear. They, yep. were, they were flying through that um, game of football. So uh, it's about regrouping. The best thing about finishing the full semi is get a life. Yeah, correct. So, so regroup and get home and, and recover, and you get a day up your sleeve because um, the other team's playing tomorrow, and go out there and start 100 miles an hour and play for 80 minutes. Richard's text through saying, once again, the Berry experiment underperformed. Him and Pompey must be the slowest centres in the comp. They are our weakest link for sure. Great show that's from Richard. Certainly the uh, certainly the edges have been getting a beating, Kempi, and you'd hope that with Roger coming in next year. I mean, there has been... Rocco Berry, for example, has been a massive improver in 2023. And, I mean, even Adam Pompey, uh, bar, bar the last sort of few games of that regular season, had had improved leaps and bounds in the defence. But I still go back to the fact that we weren't getting the strongest opposition towards the back end of the season. And I think the real tester was that game right there. And we and we didn't, we failed big time. Well, look, I think everyone just needs to take a deep breath here. You've got to remember... Remember that the, those two centres got you in the top four. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think there's a couple of things playing, playing out here. One, they haven't played a top four side for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the run home, uh, although it was it was very favourable, it was all the teams in the, in the other end of the ladder. So they've gone on a run. 
and then they find themselves up against the Penrith Panthers, who are just a, a, a different beast. Uh, but you've got to remember that it's these centres that got you there. The other part of it, Sean Johnson, the run, one of the reasons why he's going so well is that this year he's going across the ad line. Any decent halfback, you saw that with Nathan Cleary tonight, goes across the ad line. Whether mm. you're drifting across lines or you're pulling in Leon Martin and, and hitting him uh, on the chest, you're going over the ad line and, you, and you're putting the defence uh, under pressure. Neither of those halves tonight went across the ad line. They played too far back. On the on the offense, and it was too easy to read. And why do I say that? Because they pushed two of their wingers out over the sideline. Tell me the last time you saw a winger on both sides of the of the field being pushed out on a shifting shifting play. Hmm. It doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I think I think we've got to remember they got us there. We need to regroup. We've got a, we've got a week. We've got an extra day up our sleeves. Um, hopefully, the physios are working overtime on this calf injury of Sean Johnson's, and he gets back next week because Sean Johnson and the side is a totally different beast. Yeah, well, uh, Texan here says tough loss for the boys. Sorely missed SJ. Just hoping we can see a bit more in the effort areas that we've seen all year from the Waz. Also says felt like we dominated for periods of the game though, uh, in the middle, but just released the pressure. Schoolboy errors. Uh, I think we've got Andrew Webster now uh, potentially to embarrass as well uh, in the press conference. So we'll go to them now. What was the lesson your sideline today? Um, pressure. Got a real good finals lesson on. Um, got to build pressure. Um, when you when you build pressure, you look a different football team. You got way more energy, way more comfortable. You believe in what you're doing. You stay in the system more, and then you know you don't start making things up. So when you build pressure, um, you give yourself an opportunity to win, and we didn't do that. You know this Penrith side better than anyone. Like how relentless was that first half? The way they just, the way they did that. Yeah, they were good. They were super good. And it, you're not coming here expecting them to be themselves and have a hundred errors and make mistakes. Um, but we didn't put them under any pressure. You know, we we didn't give ourselves a 50-50 arm wrestle. Like we were offside on our first kick chase. We dropped dropped balls in the backfield. We started offloading, flicking it in our own end. We started doing things which made that pressure that they create even stronger. But we didn't give ourselves a chance to find, like, I'd love to find out if we, uh, if we had done what we wanted to do today um, and not beat ourselves. Because they, they certainly had a part of it, they're a good side. But, but um, no one's sitting in that shed today, right now. Everyone clearly knows that um, we didn't give ourselves an opportunity. How much has Sean's absence contributed to like, building that pressure? Obviously, he's your half-back. He finishes your sets a lot of the time. Yeah, I think I think if you look at the bits that we got wrong, Sean wouldn't have had about have any impact on. Yeah, he would have had some different touches for some different kicks at times. But like like I said, we had two yardage errors and um, offside on a kick chase. That Sean's not going to be able to change that. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean. We'd love to have him out there, but that's that's not the reason why we didn't do that tonight. Confident you can get him back next week? Yeah, confident, definitely confident. Um, I was confident he'd play this week, so um, we'll be just day by day there and just keep keep ticking over. But yeah, confident that he'd be right. How is uh, Johnson feeling right now? Sean? Yeah. I haven't asked him, mate. Yeah. Uh, feeling about the game? Yeah. I, I haven't asked him. Is I've been talking to the 17 players who played, um, getting around to them individually and then talking to the staff. So I haven't, 
I haven't sat down with Sean yet and asked yeah. how he's feeling. Yeah. How relentless was that first half? And do you take a little bit of pride out of it? Because there was a period, I think, the last five minutes, they were camped on your line for about four or five sets and you turned them away. Like, I know the scoreboard doesn't show it, but do you take a little bit of solace out of what happened late in that first half? Yeah, well, like, like we've said, they, they showed us how fine finals footage should be played. Um, they, they didn't do anything they haven't done all year. Like, we were expecting that from them, um, just to try and sort of put us under pressure. And, and we didn't play how we've played all year. And, uh, we didn't build enough pressure. We let them off the hook in certain times and gave them um, cheap field position. So, um, yeah, it's, it's like... I'm happy we had moments that um, that we were able to show that we can compete in certain areas, but we've we've just got to do it right from the start of the footy game, and um, and I'm I'm just happy that we learned the lesson week one, um, and we've got to learn quick to to put that into play next week. The pressure tackle in that second half. Are you worried at all? Place on report? Oh, I, I don't know. It was, it was purely accidental. Like, um, just lost grip of him and, and um, it was unfortunate how he fell and I just landed on top of him but um, yeah I, I you're fine mate you're fine yeah Trust I, me, you're I fine. honestly haven't I watched it four times that was probably I think that's the first time I've been put on report on my career so I think my record's pretty good uh, so yeah I don't know how they're going to judge it but I should be good to go next week You won't have to encourage them, mate. They, they'll be doing it. They love it. Um, yeah, it's awesome to get to go home. Um, um, you know, the the energy they're going to create and the support we're going to have this week is going to be unbelievable. And uh, we just got to make sure we uh, we obviously get up for the game mentally, but we've got to also make sure we put our energy into the right things because we were definitely up for today. There's no one that we weren't in the sheds after five minutes, but mentally we just weren't thinking at the right times. So we've got to yes, have emotion and, and physically be ready for it and be excited playing at home in our own backyard. But we've also got to, we've got to be smarter. So we just can't be revving too high this week. We've got to learn our lessons first, then get excited, and then and then implement what we want to do. What did you make of Dylan and Tomato today? And in case that Sean might not pull off next week, would you back him in to do the job again? Yeah, back him again, mate. Like, I mean, another week would be great. You've got to understand, we thought Sean was going to be playing. Um, that was their first opportunity together and um, there's there so many good things that they did today um, and so many things they'll learn and get better at. Um, but I don't think that, like I said, that combination didn't hurt us today. Yeah. Playing back home, do you know if you're going to be playing at Mount Smart or in Park? I've got no idea. No idea? No. All good. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks guys. Well, there you go. Uh, Andrew Webster and Toru Harris. Fronting the press conference there, and uh, the interesting line that I took out of that one, Kempi, was um, Andrew Webster's interest in if they had been able to play the game style they wanted, whether or not that would have worked against the Panthers. But clearly, they just deviated from the plan that they had set about all week. Yeah, with that with that side, what well, I tend to I tend to disagree with him, but you know, um, it's a, it's okay to disagree with the coach with the side that he's got out there. I just thought everything was a little bit too laboured and too far back behind the advantage line. The, the interest, interesting part for me was mentally that they weren't there for the game, which is what he was saying, and uh, they need to get themselves up mentally for a finals. That, that's the inexperience of making it to the finals, Sammy. You know, Penrith know getting 
through this first week of finals football, getting the week off, puts them in a really good position to go back and have another shot at the title. And Brisbane now and Penrith are the favourites to get through this this next game after uh, finishing one and two, going through the first week of semi-final football, getting that week off, and you have to go there now, have to get through another week of injuries, um, and another game without, uh, you know, some of your stars or, or maybe losing someone for the major primary finals while well, Penrith and Brisbane sit there after doing the doing the number on the oppositions and getting that week off. So that me- that, that mental approach that they weren't ready to play is a war- is something that's worrying, and I, I guess that's what they'll need to address this week. Um, and on the back of that too, saying that they're coming home, it, well, it has been a bit of a fortress for them back here in New Zealand, Sam. We don't mm-hmm. know whether they're going to be playing that at uh, Mount Smart or at Eden Park. Um, I dare say they'll still get a full house. So probably tickets will go up or sell that. Uh, sell that out pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be, I guess, uh, a big deep breath wait to hear whether or not Tuesday naming comes out if Sean jo- Johnson's actually going to be playing this game or not. Let's go to the phone lines, 0800 Daniel has called in. G'day, Daniel. Hey, yeah, boys. Hey, Dan. Yeah, that was a tough watch. Um, just really miss SJ and... I just feel like at times we just got a bit, even early in the piece, like I felt like we dominated through the middle, but just got a bit impatient and desperate at times going to the edges too early. Um, just wasn't on. And I feel like throughout the year it's been on through the middle and I felt there was moments where it was on and I don't know, it's just a tough watch and it's 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 tough to see see them um, lack in those effort areas that we normally, you know, ace, you know, most weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Really hard to watch, but um, hopefully they get up next week against um, whoever. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, interesting point, um, Daniel, because yeah, that's something Kempi I know talks about a lot. Um, the Warriors going a little bit too wide, too early sometimes, getting a bit eager. Because you're right that the damage has come through the middle for most of the season, Kempi. Um, and when you look at games that the Warriors have lost, the ones against the Rabbitohs, the ones against the Roosters that were in the wet, that the big um, discussion point was the fact that they were trying to go too wide too early. So, did you notice that Dan that, that Penrith? If you go back and watch the game again tomorrow, um, if you if you if you can cope um, cope with that. Just have a look at Na- how Nathan Cleary sets a platform. Like he just yep, he just yep. steps up and kicks a football, and and Fisher yep. Harris and Leota just put it under their under their arms. Uh, Liam um, out there on the on the right edge, Sorensen, and just they just carry the football forward. They just got to get tackled, get oh. up, and play the, you know. And I think that's what we missed, and that's what uh, Webby was just talking about there. Um, if there were changes yep. to that to that side that you saw tonight, where would you make it? Oh, I don't. I don't know if I change much. I just think. I just think we lack direction, and it just felt like um, Walker and Tamari Martin were just not clicking it at certain points of the game. So, I think SJ does change a lot. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't like changing, chopping and changing. You know, every yeah. every game that we we lose, we've seen that over the past few years. With what chopping and changing can do to our side. So I think stick to the plan, but just execute at a higher level, mm. which we've been doing the whole year, you know. So it's just um, keeping calm. But, you know, it's finals footy. What a rude awakening, you know. Yeah, so. for, for sure, Dan. So what do you reckon next week if we're playing, let's say, the Newcastle Knights at uh, at Mount Smart? Do you, are you confident that the boys will bounce back and, and take down a team that's flying high? Uh, definitely. I think the thing with the Knights is they, they lack defensively. And I think we've got them in, in that defensive area, but it's just, you know, they've got KP and 
their forwards are kind of hitting their straps now. You know, um, I think we can we, we can stifle that, but I think it's just you know improving on on those effort areas again. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they can get up. You know, home fortress. You know, it all comes into play at the end of the day. It's um it's final footy. You know, mm. yeah. Keep the faith, Dan. Good points that you make tonight, mate. Um, hopefully we can get back. <laughs> hopefully we can get back. I think I think it will be Newcastle. I just think that they'll do a number on Canberra tomorrow, and uh, they'll be playing off for that place against Brisbane. But thanks for calling in, mate. We'll uh, hopefully uh, have a have a decent call for you next week, and we can celebrate a win. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Cheers, lads. There you go, Daniel calling in there. You can call in as well, 800-150-811. Got a, a few more minutes if you do want to sneak a call in. A couple of a couple more texts that have come in. Uh, good commentary, chaps, but the Warriors never stood a chance. That's why Webster hooked Johnson to give himself an outside chance at a home against Newcastle. Must say, it's disconcerting to see Auckland needy continually promoting an Auckland team as a New Zealand team. Uh, that's coming from an unknown texter. And the yeah, other that, one... That's coming from Salty. And there's another one. Yeah, there's another one in here that says, uh, if it's, uh, if I can just get a hold of this one, it says, if the system uh, is built around building pressure, why have a very, very long way to go to play that game consist? We have a very long way to go to play that game consistently. They are making amateur mistakes and errors at key times unforced. There's no contesting of our kicks too much, which is too, which is obviously too build pressure defensively but it's just going to take a while it seems but we have seen good patches of it working throughout the year but slacked off when it matters most at this time of the year. You've got to remember that this team hasn't been in finals for five years Kempi a lot of these players uh, playing together have never been in the finals together um, it is a bit of a rude awakening I, I, I mean th- what the positive thing for me is is that when I said a couple of weeks ago that I didn't think the Warriors were going to win a grand final I caveated by saying but they're in a great position next year because they've got pretty much this whole team coming back with the addition of Roger Tuivasa-Shek, and they're going to be better for finishing in the top four this year, going through finals football, learning what that's all like, and they'll be they'll come back stronger in 2024. Yeah, well, well, that's the hope. That's the hope. They said that about a number of teams. We thought that about the the, the Roosters and the, the Cowboys South Sydney's and the Cowboys and all that. You know, there's nothing like the current time, Sammy. And I'll, I'll just I'll just take the point um, that Andrew Webster was making in and in and around. Uh, not sharing position, you know. Ivan saying we won the position and the position, and, we, and, and Webster then coming and saying, "Well, we didn't get ourselves in a 50-50 um, position." Now, when you're watching Origin, when you're watching semi-football, semi-final football, it is fast and it is boring, all right, and and especially for long periods of time, so that you can stay in the arm wrestle. And as soon as you start to float around the ideas of the little offload from Dallin Watini Zelezniak to put to Rocco Berry that puts him under pressure. You know those little those little um, uh, tap ups instead of falling on the football, like things that uh, uh, you do in, in normal um, twenty seven rounds of football. You just don't, you can't afford to do that when mm. you get the semi final football because teams as good as Penrith are, they just make you pay, mm. and and they made them pay enough that it's in the second half they could actually sit back and, and put a pipe on, yep. you know. So have the have the pot and the slippers and sit back on the reclining chair. And, <laughs> Is this and, an insider to your life? And basically be. just go, well, yeah, I'm just going to get through this next 40 minutes because I don't have to worry about the worries. They've got they've actually got nothing. They're making way too many errors, and we'll just capitalise on that. I'll step up when I need to, as mm. Nathan Cleary did when he when he drifted across, went past four players and scored that try down in that right hand corner. Mm. You can't do that. And and finals football can be boring. But it can be boring to the fact that you bury teams and you start to get on top of them and it starts to open up. And you've got to say that. What, what happened last night? Okay, so Broncos going, they're going on a back of a penalty, eight nil up. 
They come out and then they absolutely continue that pressure and that tempo and Melbourne just can't hang with them. That's when the game starts getting away with you. Mm. It doesn't get away with you in the first 20 minutes. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You have to hang with teams in the first 20 and you have to build pressure. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to take a break quickly, Kenby, but when we do come back, uh, we will wrap it up here um, for week one of the finals. The Warriors going down to the Penrith Panthers. They will have another chance next week. Stay with us. We'll come back in a moment. Welcome back into Warriors Live here on ECNZ, wrapping up the uh, Penrith Panthers Warriors uh, first week of the finals game here and the Penrith Panthers winning 32 points to 6 pretty commanding victory and the Warriors will have to play a sudden death elimination next week although Kempe we are sort of well people are talking as if uh, they're out they've still got a, they've still got a week to play they could beat the Knights and then it's all on against the uh, against the Brisbane Broncos back over at Suncorp and by that point if we've got some players back from injury uh, you just never know so we should, probably shouldn't be writing them out uh, just yet, but I don't know. Well, I'm not writing them off. They've they've got another week. That's why you finish in the why four. Have you got so that you big, why lights. have you got that big cross through their name on your piece of paper there? Where? What, you, what cross? Big, you got that big cross no, through that, their name, mate. Come cross, on, that cross there was Mitch Kenny. Mate. <laughs> Didn't play at number nine. Um, but you know, Kempi, I think I said it to you on Wednesday. Running it straight, um, I think regardless of where the Warriors finish uh, in this finals, if they do get eliminated next week, or maybe it's the week after, or where, wherever they finish, um, I still think it'll be one of the one of the sort of seminal. Uh, Years of in Warriors history simply because of the sellout crowds, the bounce back after last year, the positivity around rugby league in New Zealand, just how much people have gotten behind the Warriors, the up the wires chant, everything that's come from this season, regardless of where they finish, I think is, is a massive positive and it should be up there with some of the best seasons they've well, had. Well, it's, it's a success. I don't, you know, you can't say it's right up there when you go to the grand final because it's not, unless you make a grand final, it's a totally different year. But it's well, right the results it's, aside though. A, but what it is, is it's it's come back after two years in COVID where they've been overseas and they've come in when no one expected them to make the eight, mm-hmm. but make the four. Yep. And they're in here, they've got a life. They've played the Penrith Panthers last year premiers. They've, they've got a little bit of a talent, but they get another life next week who I think is against Newcastle before they can travel up to Brisbane and, and play, if they do that, one game away from the grand final. Now, you, you make that call when they make it. you, you just got to get through this week. Andrew, you got to remember, no one's talked about it, but Dylan Walker went off. Now, how's his foot? He possibly won't be playing next week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How How is the um, the hooker, Egan? He went off. So it's a it's a it's a big week. I've got to say that. Yeah, it is a massive week, and we will have live commentary of next week's game here on ECNZ, whatever night that is, and against whoever it is. We will be back here, myself and Kippy. Thanks for tuning in this night uh, tonight, folks. Go and get some sleep, and uh, enjoy the weekend of sport. We'll have plenty to wrap on Sammy, Monday Sammy. here on ECNZ. Up the waz. Up the waz. We'll see you next time.